Someday I'll have my oh boy. Someday you'll have your actual things open when you start recording. And then I won't have to say that and have the first lot of the recording recording be oh boy. Well but that's not this week. Right now. Well done. Uh, I will link to the the thing so you don't have to hunt for it. Okay. Um Let's begin with a end of session question choosing. Does it matter? Oh, wait. Yes, because we can do the thing. I forgot. <gasps> we can do the thing. Outfit. The said, thing where we get a uncheck a thinger. All right. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, are we just going to be like, you don't need to pick anything. I'm already as powerful as is humanly possible. For an old lady. Hmm. Doesn't need a qual- Maxie doesn't need a qualifier. She doesn't, she doesn't need to be a special category. <laughs> okay. So if you are happy with your choices, um, nobody has any conditions to go over. Uh, and uh, everybody but Rosemary unmarked all their cozy items. Oh, sorry. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, I actually have to do that still. <clears throat> no, I did, I did do it. I get to use the taser for a third time. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you unmark yours yet, Martin, because you haven't leveled up that, right? Right, yes, you well, do. Well, then not. I won't. Oh, there it is. Candy. Okay. Um, wait, didn't you use your medical bag to to break into the 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 room? Yeah. Yes. Well, I use it to get an advantage on a die roll, so I leave. I left it unmarked. Nope. That's that's using it. That is marking it. What? <laughs> consumed that medical bag. But when you use it to get an advantage on a die roll, you leave it unmarked. Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's your, your special thingy. Right. Sorry, sorry. I forgot about your, oh. your special thing. Sorry. Okay. Uh. Um, all right. So no conditions, no anything like that. So let's do... So as a recap, um, going into this mystery, there's no void clues. You cannot... Uh, you cannot unlock a new person from the Void Mystery. Uh, the uh, There is a special crown that I will go into, and you cannot use the crowns of the Void. The uh, For the purposes of this... Um, of this thing, if something that you have or something that you do would force you to mark a crown of the void, you would are instead forced to mark one of the special crowns instead. Um, and uh, I don't see anything one way or another about whether you still have to do the things that you have forced on you from the crown of the void. So like the flashbacks like uh oh like mask as effects. The, yeah yeah 
Hmm. Um, I was going to ask about that. Let's say you can if you want to. If you, if you feel like it fits better, but all right. So this mystery is called Let the Night One In. And as we established at the end of last season or last episode, you have been invited up north to uh, Robin Masters, um, Robin Masterson's winter home in the town of Asterton in the far north of Canada. The uh, flight is today, but let's have a cozy little montage of your preparations for the trip. And presumably you're driving into Boston to catch a plane and all that. Like, uh, you know, let's see the, the action behind the credits as the, the title card comes in. So start with Maxine. Maxine is sitting on a chair, their feet up. She has uh, a Robert, she's actually reading a Robert Masterson book and she's um, in her bedroom and she's just sort of pointing at things and the camera pans over and you see Louisa who is like burdened down with clothing, trying to put more things onto an already pile. And the Mexican was like, tilt her head to the side and pull her to the middle of the pile and shake her head. And then Louisa's trying to like pull a dress out of the, of the pile and and, and uh, the camera pans over some more and there's already seven suitcases packed. This is the eighth. Maxine takes a drink of uh, a sparkling beverage and the camera cuts. <laughs> All right. Uh, Violet. So Violet is kind of the polar opposite of Maxine when it comes to uh, packing preparation, especially because she's like, uh, you know, she's more of a, a sportsy person. So she actually knows how to how to dress for the cold and seeing as they're going up to the north of Canada in the, it's like the middle winter, I mean, sometime in winter, um, it's going to be cold. So right, it's cold. Oh, look for another she's packing one one decent the sized bag uh with just um you know proper layers uh some like leggings for jogging to have under regular pants and stuff and also very important accessories are uh jerry's little like he's got a little snow vest to keep him warm um and he doesn't always really like wearing them, but he still needs them because Boston gets pretty cool, cold in the wintertime as well. He's got little snow booties, even if he complains a little about wearing them sometimes. Mm -hmm. But gotta protect those pads. Mm -hmm. That's that's what she's uh, she's getting ready to do. Um, and uh, Jerry is he's got kind of that like uh, that dog excitement of like I think we're doing something. I'm not really sure what's going on but you look like we're going to go somewhere. I think we're going somewhere. And so he's, he's kind of like pacing around the, the bedroom as she's packing, doing little, the, the little tippy-tap dance sometimes. That's great. I was going to ask uh, whether Jerry was going to be 
have his own little bag or just a shared bag? Shared bag. Jerry packs light, I guess. Yeah, Violet's very good at tetrising things into a into one suitcase. And Rosemary. Rosemary has, um, you know, done her packing. She, um, she has like a. How long is the trip? Uh, the flight is. How long is the overall trip? Like how many? How long? Oh, how long are for? you going for? Uh, a, a couple that we know of. A, a, let's say a couple days. Let's, yeah, let's say a week. A week? Okay. So she's got a couple uh, bags with her. Um, this suitcase is all in a row by the door. And um, she's going around, like, making sure she has everything. And she's, like, <clears throat> talking. And I guess the, the camera shot will be, like, of her. And she's, like, okay, now listen. I'm going to be gone for her couple of days be no longer than a week but if it does you know that's all right um oscar i want you to do um make sure that owen you know is is healthy and taken care of um know that you're the protector and um you omar i know that you know sometimes separation anxiety gets the best of you but again i'm coming back i'll be here before you know it um ollie um I want you to stay right where you are, okay? Do not move. Do not do anything out of the ordinary. And as the camera is, like, panning out or whatever, she's talking to her plants. Uh, <laughs> um, and, like, giving them all their love and attention um, before she leaves. Great. Okay. So how are you, are, are you all going together to the airport? But actually, you know, it, we can, it doesn't matter. You get to the airport, we have a, a cute montage of you all boarding the, the plane, Maxine getting uh, uh, maybe a little upset that first class is not as classy as it used to be. And you know, Jerry getting his own seat naturally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you get to Toronto and then you have to board another plane. And what is, uh, let's, let's say, let's see Maxine's reaction when you see the other plane that you are taking and it is basically a shoebox with wings. Actually, just sort of nods. Oh, oh, it's very remote. Oh, she kind of makes a face, looks at the other two. Like, don't suppose you'd rather go to the Ritz Carlton somewhere? We're going to see your friend. Well, yes. But in that, I'm sure you'll be fine. Oh, the things one does for friendship. 
the flight is pretty uneventful. Maybe a little tense at a few moments, but uh, you arrive at the uh, Asterton Airport. As you're flying over Asterton, you see mostly snow and trees. It is a small town. Uh, lots of like square little boxy buildings nestled in the snow. Uh, not a lot of action on the streets from what you can see. All the, the cars are like big SUV types and trucks. Um, you see a couple of heavily winterized individuals walking through town. As you land and get out onto the, the tarmac and get ushered into the, uh, the little airport, I would like to know what happened. Here's an establishing question for, uh, let's say Rosemary. What happened on the long trip that you believe to be a bad omen? There's something on the wing. No, um, <laughs> um, what would be a bad omen? Um, is it something that they would have had to have seen, like, or is it just like something just in general? What, whatever you think works works best. Mm, I'll say that um hmm. question. So from <laughs> from my um end of session question, sharing a memory, does that memory have to be shared like Rosemary telling it, or can I share a memory of Rosemary's recollection? It does have to be something Rosemary count? does in, in the game. So she would have to say it out loud. Yes. Mm, she wouldn't do that. Um, okay, so let's say that um, when Rosemary got on the plane, um, normally <clears throat> when she would go places with her husband, um, he told her about the superstition of like, um, when pilots go and um, uh, they get on the plane and they're doing their preps or whatever, um, usually it's good practice or like good luck or whatever for the seat belts to be crossed on the seats. Um, um, if that's not the case, then that's sort of like a, not a bad omen, but it's like, maybe bad luck or something like that. So when she got to her chair, she noticed that the seat belts for um, the seat belts on her seat weren't crossed to the seat belt. Does that make sense? It, if it makes sense to Rosemary. Yes, it does. <laughs> so uh, then what lingering question did this leave in your mind? Well, it's only the one sign, right? 
I, I asked you. <laughs> you tell is me. It was just, is it just one omen or going to just be like a bunch of them? Well, what, what happened that you believe to be a bad omen? If, if it's a thing you saw or, or a thing that happened, that is... Well, I thought this brutal. was just like pertaining to the flight. On, on the way to Canada, what happened that you believe to be a bad omen? Mm. Yeah, maybe she was concerned about the flight because she saw that the seatbelt uh, wasn't crossed on her chair. And so she was kind of wary about the plane, especially after hearing Maxine's concerns about <laughs> how small the plane was and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so as this trip was being organized and everything, despite the fact that Maxine, you know Robin and are good friends with her, uh, most of the communication that you went that that you had was through her agent, who is a man named John Reginald the Fourth, and uh, he explained that Robin was excited to have you, but that she uh, was simply uninterested in dealing with the outside world at that time, and all the arrangements would be made through him. And uh, when you get to the airport, though, you are the only people on the plane. Asterton doesn't generally get a lot of visitors. Just you and the, the uh, pilot and the uh, single steward or, or attendant. And uh, as you get off the plane, you see a woman in bright pink leopard print jacket that is way too puffy for her tiny frame. And it goes like right down to the boots and a big fluffy hat holding up a sign that says in bold black letters, murder mavens. And she's kind of, you know, uh, waggling it left and right and maxine you know that this is robin herself but the other two of you you would not recognize her because the notoriously secretive robin masterson has no pictures on her books or or things like that and she doesn't tend to do interviews face to face what are you thinking when you see this very colorful person dancing at your arrival uh violet looks over to her looks over to maxine and says no wonder you two are friends mm -hmm. rosemary's just like i like her outfit great as you approach she starts to you know do that and Maxine will also scream and run in for a hug. She will hold her arms open and give Maxine a great big hug. And oh, Maxine, it is so wonderful to see you. It's been too, too long. Oh, my dear, that you, it has been forever. And what is this that you're wearing? It is absolutely stunning. I wanted to make color. sure you could see me from the sky. 
Oh, I'm pretty Weird. sure they could see you from another solar system with this, and it's amazing. Excellent. Oh, and you must be Rosemary. Darling, I love that jacket. It's almost as loud as mine. Almost, but not quite. Well, she it is... There's no shade in that. <laughs> it is a pleasure to meet you. And Violet, oh... But most importantly, is this the famous Jerry? And Robin, like her, Violet's estimation of Robin just like goes up quite a bit now. Um, <laughs> it's like, ah, okay. Um, and Violet like motions Jerry forward uh, and says, yes, this is our, our illustrious Jerry. He's been very helpful in, uh, in our cases. Oh, I have no doubt. Oh, look at that jacket. So handsome. Well, ladies and Jerry, I am so glad you could join me up here. It is just such a treat. Uh, I am so sorry for the cold and the, the dark, of course. Uh, it is, uh, well, we're pretty far north. In fact, we, at this time of year, we only get about four hours of sun a day. So, hope you enjoy the dark. Let's get to my house, shall we? And she will lead you through the airport. And when one of the uh, customs uh, people who is just a, a, a woman in a like knit sweater reading a book at a desk she she stands up and and robin just waves her off and goes don't worry they're with me and, oh, oh okay miss miss masterson uh i am i going to get fired for this and you just walk on you get to her car which is a giant fuck off truck like this thing will not be slowed down in the snow and she has a little, she opens the door, she drags out a little box to stand on to climb up into the thing. And then she goes, oh, could would one of you be a deer and, and grab that? I, I need it for the next time I have to get back in the car. Violet uh, leans down and grabs the box because she does not see Maxine doing this. So... <laughs> Maxine is busy loading seven suitcases into the back of this truck. So I let uh, grab it and use it in. Once you're in the car, she all the doors are closed. She turns the heat on and she she turns over the sh her shoulder to look you on. She goes, "Let's get you to your accommodations for this week, and then what do you say we go on a small tour of the town?" Love that very much. All right. And she guns the engine. There is a comical, like, tires in snow squealing. And then you take off like a shot. She drives like she's in Fast and Furious. And uh, takes you out of town she actually bypasses the town in general and heads up even further north about a 20 minutes drive 
through uh, wooded, long wooded roads, not a lot of things to look at unless you like trees and rocks before she pulls up to a house that is to call it big would be an understatement it is a lovely house on a frozen lake it's like a log cabin or a log cabins like super rich older brother it is all wood and glass and you can see a fireplace with a fire going in it already from the giant window overlooking the uh, the lake she'll get you out and get you into the house and take you to the rooms that you've been assigned to Each of you have your own room. As you enter the room you've been assigned, what do you see in it that surprises you? What does it reveal about Robin that you did not expect? Um, let's say there is um just for our rooms individually or like all of our rooms for for your room yeah. i'm gonna say that maxine's room has uh, hunting trophies and uh, like a rifle mounted on the wall. Hmm. I was going to go taxidermy. Reevaluating my thought because mine was going to be taxidermy. Um. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Get out of my head, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> So does that reveal about Robin or about uh, Robin that she is a hunter or that she taxidermies or? Oh, oh no, it's, it's very clear. One of them has a, a plaque. Uh, Robin is a hunter. The ice cream truck is so loud. I was wondering, I was like, do I hear music or I'm crazy? Like, That's amazing. I'm going to say that in Violet's room, uh, she finds a large collection of board games. Apparently, Robin really likes to play board games, but doesn't get a lot of chance to with it being a lot of uh, being with it being isolated there. Are they like, are we talking Monopoly, Sorry, or are we talking like Gloomhaven, Arkham? No, Hall? we're talking like, like, like. Is she a real gamer? Uh, Is she a girl gamer? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking like, Big yeah. board game girls. Big board uh, game girl. Wow, that's the most cursed fucking phrase I've heard in a while. <laughs> mm. um, 
uh yeah like legit like euro games and, and shit like that not just your your run-of-the-mill like stuff you buy at target well i guess you can actually buy euro games at target now which is really weird but you know <laughs> all right i'm gonna say in my room um uh she has a bookshelf and it's got like different books on like uh sex like sex positions and um things and i don't know just the information that rosemary gleans is that she's very sex positive <laughs> and that's unexpected like are her books like notoriously chaste or something uh oh no not her book like she just has books Right, right. I mean, but like in her writing, is she notoriously chaste and so it surprises you or? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, do we, I don't know. We do not know that much about this lady. Well, you right? read her books. This is, this is the Amanda Delacorte author. I thought, it, oh, oh yeah, no, I'm thinking, I thought Amanda Delacorte was the author. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Um, um, no, I guess not. It's not that their chase is just this. It's, it, those paths never cross, like in the books. Does that make sense? Like, you just wouldn't expect it. All right. So she will help you get settled in and, uh, there's even a bed for for Jerry that like it's brand new. She she does not have a dog. She has gotten a dog bed for Jerry. And uh, she will putter around the house as as you go about. And when you are done, you will find her sitting in the uh, the great room overlooking the lake. And she's just making some notes on a, a little notebook and she'll look up at you and in in her house she is wearing like she looks like the epitome of coziness she has a an oversized knit sweater on and uh uh gray leggings but like the loose kind but like they got the strap that goes under the foot and big <laughs> thick socks she looks like she could just curl up and go to sleep where she is and she is a like she's very well groomed she looks uh, let me find it i'm picturing like sally field <laughs> like she's kind of she's super pleasant looking is she going to uh, that's not up to me. Um, right. When you come out of your rooms and you're all settled in, she will look up and say, well, how about that tour? Well, we still have no light left. Fantastic. Can Jerry come? Oh, of course, but uh, 
We'll we'll keep him in the car, yes? Yeah, it gets a bit chilly up here even for him. Oh, of course. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you'll all pile back in the car and she will, uh, she'll have brought some, let, let's say, uh, warm cocoa in, in thermoses for all of you. And obviously a, a room temperature water for Jerry because no warm cocoa, but. Poor dogs. They were getting to have warm cocoa. Mm, oh, I mean, they have cocoa. <laughs> yeah, they, they can once. Yeah, but it's not no, great. Don't do that. Don't do that. It depends on like the strength of the chocolate, yeah. and the size of the dog, etc. There's actually like charts. There's like a little like a website I know of where you can put a formula. And like depending on the actual cocoa mix, there might not be enough actual chocolate in it to actually be dangerous to a dog of any size but yeah, I think it's like the theobromine that's the thing how are you so Maxine's used to being around the 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 famous and she knows Robin obviously but how are the two of you Violet and Rosemary reacting to being with your favorite author being at her house, being in her car. Mary's been around famous people before, too. Um, have you heard any of her stories? Uh, <laughs> um, so she's, I mean, yes, she's uh, excited for the opportunity, but she's she's not like starstruck in the way that she's like, oh my God, it's, it's her or whatever. Um, She's kind of like, oh, yay, you know, we're meeting her. That's better. <laughs> yay. Like, this is your favorite author. Yeah. Not just any, any famous nice lady. Person. Mm-hmm. Okay. But a famous person isn't more than a person to Rosemary. Like, they're famous, yes, but they put their pants on the same way. Is it okay? I think Violet... <laughs> yeah, there's some very weird fans people. Ow. I'm, I'm, I, think, yeah. I think the Violet would be like she she's not generally the type to be like very like fangirl. Like it's it's not really what Violet like does in general. But you know, she's been reading these books for I don't know how long has Harvard Masterson been writing these books. Long time. Okay, so for for however long that Robin's been writing these books, I would say that like uh, Violet's been uh, a fan. Um, so it's unlike uh, like unlike Maxine and uh, and Rosemary, she's not really had a a life or lifestyle where she ever had contact with a lot of like big name people very much. Um, so while she's not like doing like the extroverted kind of fangirl thing, she's kind of doing like like the more like internal thing of like, this is really weird. What is happening? This mm-hmm. is kind of surreal. I'm sitting in my favorite author's truck with my dog. What's going on? 
Um, so yeah, I, I think that's 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 where Violet is right now. Just sort of like I'm sipping cocoa that my favorite author has just made for me, and she she got a she got a bed for my dog. It's really nice. Yeah. All right. And uh, we've never really gone over how did Maxine meet Robin. You're not pushing. I think uh, Robin was at some sort of party that uh, Maxine was also at. Like she somehow got a into a cast party for something. Was this a charity event? No, no, no. This was, this was back when when Maxine was working, and Robin just showed up and was Maxine's never entirely been clear like who she was there with because uh, she just sort of was there and you know it became eventually came out that who she was and she attracted like even a sort of a small collection of of people at the party considering how reclusive she normally is and uh, they got to talking when uh, some people were, they were maybe a little bit too crowdy and Maxine shushed a bunch of people away to give her some space. All right. I'm going to say that it is about, uh, let's say it's about 4 p.m. right now in, in Asterton. You don't have to worry too much about jet lag. You're only uh, one hour behind where you're used to. So uh, as she drives you through town, uh, she is pointing out the different locations like oh there's the town hall and it's a it looks almost like like an airplane hangar kind of thing like it's not a not a real building it's it's just well it's it's a, a shoebox like thing structure um and she'll point out the medical office and it's a little building with a big ramp going up to it uh, it has a big sign that says doctor's office and as you are starting to drive past she actually just like slams on the brake as the door opens and a uh older man is leaving the office and he's closing the door behind him and he's all bundled up he's got a, a cap on and carrying a uh, a briefcase and uh, who's sitting next to Robin? Is it Maxine? I think not because Maxine is going to be like I talk to Robin sometimes, we're friends it's not like uh, you know, Rosemary and Pat have this opportunity as often as I do so she'll oh, make sure okay. that she's gonna make sure her friends get some some quality time in 
so that if all four of them can be friends, well, then maybe there'll be more opportunities to do this. All right. So who's in the, the passenger seat? Rosemary. She will say, sorry about this, Rosemary, and open the window to uh, right beside you. And it's it's a little cold. And she'll kind of lean over Rosemary. Oh, my God, Obi, really? Uh, <laughs> let's let's do a five minute break and then we'll get back to that. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Sorry about the little break. Okay, so Robin leans over uh, Rosemary's lap and goes, Frank! And Rosemary smells man, her hair. <laughs> it smells <laughs> like uh, like lavender and vanilla. And uh, Frank kind of gives a, a start and looks over and gives a friendly wave and she goes, come, come be my friends. And Frank comes over. He's a, he's an older man. Um, uh, and as he gets closer, Robin says, this is Frank Anowak, Do Dr. Frank Anowak. He is our doctor here in Asterton. And he smiles and says, uh, yes, uh, hello, hello, yes, hi. Pleasure to meet you, Dr. Frank. My name is Rosemary. How are you today? Oh, pleasure to meet you, Miss Rosemary. It is, uh, well, it's, it's cold and it's dark, so it's pretty much just another day here. Where are you folks coming in from? We are coming to you from Boston, right? Brindlewood Bay? I mean, it's where we live, technically, right? Yeah, but it's it's. But nobody like really knows. It's like that Boston. thing that yeah yeah. It's like the thing that you do when like you're from a yeah, place you're outside like, of Boston. You know nobody. Yeah yeah. <laughs> like you're not from Washington D.C., but you say you're from Washington D.C. like because <laughs> you live in the suburbs. <laughs> All right. Oh, Boston. That's exciting. Well, welcome to town. I hope you enjoy your stay, and I hope that we don't need to see each other. <laughs> Important question. Is he handsome? Yes, he's handsome. Uh, Damn it. I'm definitely. Oh, like, no. Now he has to look for a picture. I, I no. do. <laughs> but I can't. I can't think of. I, I don't. I'm not familiar enough with the First Nations people of Northern Canada to know who would be a good match for uh, this area. But uh, I'm thinking like he's like a Tommy Lee Jones in his 60s type, like a little goofy looking but handsome. And uh, he'll he'll say, "Well, it's uh, it's a pleasure having you." And uh, I have to get get back to uh, to my grandchildren, so I won't let Robin keep me like she normally likes to. And Robin laughs and says, "I always call Doctor Anawak with my questions for the books. He's been a, a a great resource with all of his really disturbing, morbid knowledge." He'll laugh and say, yes, that's, that's called medical school. 
Violet uh, just kind of waves and says, "We appreciate your uh, your fine work. We've we're part of the book club uh, that reads her books, and we've made plenty of use of all your interesting details. I'm sure." Oh, I'm I'm glad to help with uh, with Miss Masterson's horrific crimes. <laughs> Robin will say, actually, Dr. Anawak is looking to open a medical school here to help raise doctors who would be able to serve in remote parts of Canada like this. Oh, what a noble cause. Well, we, we need to nurture our own talent. We don't need any more outsiders coming in trying to save us. No offense, ladies, but we've existed here for centuries and we should be able to take care of ourselves and raise ourselves up. And that is a fair assessment. Well, on that note, I have to go raise up my grandchildren from the video games that I'm sure they are immersed in. Oh, are they playing the, what are they playing at these days? The, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, 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 Tetris? No, I believe it's called Fortnite. And I'm pretty sure it involves dancing. I can't oh. follow it. That sounds like fun. I might look into that. Well, uh, enjoy your stay and stay safe. Would you have good enough ping to be able to play Fortnite in a flying community in the Yukon? Uh, probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. You never know. We in the twenty twenties. There's who knows room for everybody. Doesn't matter. Never also, know. he could be wrong. He's he's an old dude who doesn't know video games. Anyway, he will wave, and Robin will raise the window up and continue on, and she'll say, "He's a lovely, lovely man. Terrible bedside manner, but." <laughs> he's he's just charming and she'll point out oh there's the dog house let's uh let's not let jerry hear about that because we have some some lady dogs and we don't want to give them any ideas oh. she'll point to the ice fishing hut and as you are passing by what do you see that the fishing hut gives you the impression that it has been recently vacated. There is a still uh, a cup of tea and it's still got wisps of uh, steam coming off of it inside. Okay, but what do you see from outside? The door is open. So you can see that. Oh, okay. Recently been vacated as in like there's no, nobody it's not used anymore. That's that's what I was going for, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I... That wasn't... Why am I so red? I, I noticed that the... Yeah, the... the it's your face trying to grow your beard back in. <laughs> it's trying really hard. <laughs> Hmm. 
I love you. <laughs> I honestly love you. <laughs> um, well. Mm-hmm. Um, fishing hut. What is? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. On the. So there's like a, like ice. So ice fishing hut, as in like a hut on, like out on the ice for ice fishing, or as in like a store for ice fishing. Like out on the ice for ice fishing. There's a like. A large community one that okay. people can can use, but what do you see that indicates it has uh, been recently vacated? That'd be a good um, name for like a fishing store, though, too, wouldn't it? Like the, the fishing hut. A what store? <laughs> a fishing store. I don't the know. Fishing hut. Yeah. Or a pizza joint that just sells fish on pizza, pizza or fish hut. No, what's wrong with you? No, stop that. Japan. Is that what uh, <laughs> I mean, that's true. Point, 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 point. I don't Although I don't understand why you want that. But... The fish stew pizza. They put mayonnaise in so the corner of their pizza out here. We're going to move on from this question. We'll come back. They put to corn it. on American um, as well. So. Um, so for the ice fishing hut, yes, focus. <laughs> um, <laughs> the ice fishing hut that has been recently vacated. Um, I think there are still like empty parking lot on the on the ice. How recently? Yes. <laughs> For boats? <laughs> Wait, a parking lot for boats? Robin moves on. She, uh, <laughs> you can't see the... It, it's in the background now. It's empty. And she, we can tell that it's empty and nobody is in there. There are no curtains on the fishing hut. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm making some notes. Go kill us, y'all. <laughs> so wait, no, based on the thing you linked, no, my answer we moved is on. totally it's reasonable. Okay. Uh, we'll come back to that at some point, or not. But uh, <laughs> as I'm sorry, you. Uh, she pulls up to another building that is quite clearly a cafe, and uh, she stops the car and she says. Are you all done your 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 cocoa? Because we could get something fresher. You're not transparent. It was lovely, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. I actually got it from here. Uh, you know what? Actually, you should you should come in. You should meet Arjun. Hey, and he'll look. She'll look over her shoulder at at Maxine and say. You'll like Arjun. Oh, okay. Maxine mimes <laughs> putting on lipstick and, and puffing up her hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Violet just raises an eyebrow and looks back and forth between Maxine and 
uh, Robin and is game for going in just because she's like, what the fuck? She turns she, she turns off the car engine and, and opens the door and says, don't worry, you can bring Jerry in. They are uh, dog friendly. And yeah. uh, you cross the, the brief cold expanse between the car and the cafe and open the door. And inside is a, it is like really warmly decorated. It is, it looks like, like a Starbucks, but also an Indian food joint. Like it's all decorated with traditional Indian colors and imagery and like pictures and art. And you see behind the counter a man in his early 30s, uh, very handsome. And uh, he looks up and he says, Ah, oh, Miss Masterson, good to see you. Can I, uh, do you, you want your usual? And Robin goes, uh, uh, Yes, please. And uh, my friends here will have uh, orders of their own. Just put it on my, my bill. What is Robin's usual? Does Maxine know? Well, you don't know. Okay. Don't worry about it. You should know that already. Since you're best so friends with her. That's why I was asking. You're best friends with her, you should know. <laughs> um, Rosemary know. will ask if um, um, she can have a um, A like a chai tea with cream, please. Chai tea. That Maxine, is, can you do a flat white? Uh, give me one minute to look up what that means, and then yes, I can. Do uh, it. It's fine. The cappuccino is fine. Oh, I, I know that one. And he's got like a, like an old Hollywood kind of handsomeness to him. And uh, Robin will say, our June here uh, is one of our, our recent transplants. And uh, you would not believe the things he can do. I would not have thought that a curried moose would be something i would have ever had but and arjun kind of laughs and says if you haven't tried it i have i can whip you up a batch if you're interested i would like that very much please thank you so much can do <laughs> and he will uh now <laughs> <laughs> we'll start getting your drinks together and also start uh, mixing up some, some curried mousse for you. And Robin will take you to the uh, a table and she'll say he, uh, he moved here recently after uh, well, his wife's family lives here and she passed away about a year ago. 
oh, is this, um, did they uh, establish this um, place together? Uh, no, uh, this used to be run by her family, actually, and he now runs it in her honor, and he's kind of mixed his traditions with hers, and uh, it's got quite the menu. Ginger, you get a warm water bowl. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. And Robin will we'll get up and put that order in. And Arjun will uh, have it ready right away and bring it over. Sorry, keeping making notes too. Um, and bring over your drinks and say the, the moose will be up in a few minutes. And Thank you. I'm looking some... forward to it. I'm, I'm so glad. And he'll make uh, some small talk and, you know, ask the whole, where are you coming in from? And, oh, Boston, that's exciting. And <laughs> all of that. And what do you see in the cafe that shows you that uh, Arjun has created something in homage to his wife? something created like like uh nope in, in honor of his wife what's his wife's name wife uh, okay um so <laughs> let's go with uh, uh kaylee kaylee um Let's say that there's a menu item that is like uh, Kaylee's something something, and um, uh, it's like something like a, a signature dish that she used to really like that wasn't on the menu before, but since his passing, he wanted her to be like more of an integral part of like the. Well, I guess she already kind of was, but whatever. I'm I'm good with the the menu item in her in her honor. Kaylee's pancakes. No, no, that sounds awful. Um, Kay <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's I don't know French toast. Um, we don't need to. We don't need Rio to have specific buns. Item. I don't. Um, um, Nope, stop saying buns. <laughs> so she, she Kaylee's was menu item. <laughs> she was like an established part of the community, right? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna say that he's got um there's like a little like a little photo of her on the wall, like um with this bulletin board around it where uh guests can like like patrons of the restaurant can come in and just like write little memories of her and like stick them on the bulletin board. Uh, like a guest book. Sign the guest book. 
like if you knew her, it'd be kind of weird for like, you know, the the mavens to do it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Okay, that's fine. Um, so he will very the the curried moose is up pretty quickly, and he brings it out, and he'll say, uh, "Just uh, just make sure that you keep your dog there on a short leash, right?" Of course, is like as in like. He doesn't in, want in town. Running. Oh, is there something else we have to worry about other than, you know, just the normal winter? Oh, uh, it, I'm, uh, I have to get back to the kitchen. Enjoy. Uh, I'm looking forward to hear what you think. And he will go back and Robin will be looking a little, little awkward. Does he not like dogs? Oh, no, everyone here likes dogs. They're a, they're a big part of the, the culture here. Does he have dogs? Uh, I don't believe so, no. No. Is there, do you have problems with the... Well, well, there's the usual uh, bears, and um, it's moose, well, isn't it? My husband, he told me all about how moose up here were just very beautiful and very majestic, but also very dangerous. Oh, there was yeah. This one time where he had to go on a trip up here to meet with this up and coming recording artist, and they were on the in, in a, in a um, a limousine and there was a moose in the middle of the road and they came to a dead stop because the driver knew that if they came any closer that moose would just charge them especially if the moose had a child or a, i don't know what the the term for a baby moose is but if there was a baby moose around then the moose would be really upset and so they stopped they got out actually and they took pictures but they were really quick about it and they just waited they waited and waited for the Violet just leans over to Roy Mary's said yes there we, they according to him there was not a calf but they waited they waited for hours this moose would not leave it just stood in the street just like standing there and all these cars started coming up and traffic built up. And there was this whole fiasco and all of that. And I think they had to like have a helicopter. What, aside from the come in or uh, bears or, or whatnot might be dangerous out here. I yeah, seem to lean over to, to Robin and sip her uh, cappuccino and say, don't worry, it becomes endearing faster than you might think. <laughs> oh. uh. Well, um, and she'll kind of lean in a little bit and she'll say, there's been, uh, well, some people have gone missing recently in town. It started with, uh, 
pets, actually. Uh, people just, they, they would disappear in the dark, never to be seen again. And uh, then it, it moved on to residence. And, um, you know, it's, according to the mayor, it's probably nothing more than a, a hungry bear that is getting too close to town. But... Did how many people are we talking? Uh, it's a handful. A handful is then more than five or less than five? It's, it's seven. If it was That's a little a, bit more than a handful. Don't you a think big girl? hand. If it was a, a bear or some such, you said they, they disappeared <clears throat> without a trace. If it was a predator, wouldn't Surely there would be entrails or something lying around, right? Yes, what Rosemary <laughs> said that I was trying to avoid saying, yes. Yes, that that is uh, part of the confusion and concern here. People Is this are... a recent problem or has it been happening for a while? Well, the pets started disappearing about a year back. Mm. And, and then the people... And it's graduated to people. Yes, yeah, it does seem to have. So that's why, you know, we'll just we'll just keep Jerry nearby and make sure when we do, you know, leave the house, we'll we'll stick together, right? If anything happens to my dog, I will hunt it down myself. So yeah, we'll be fine. Oh, nothing. We will keep just close eye on Jerry. We'll make sure he's perfectly safe and none of the disappearances have happened near my house anyway it's all all been in town I'm, that's I'm, extra strange usually bears and such don't hunt in urban areas it's it's you said that's not how bears works <laughs> <laughs> It is something that is, uh, it's concerning, yes. But I didn't invite you up here to solve another mystery, and I wanted to keep it quiet. You know, well, so you, obviously you're up here that's to something relax. that we can't really ignore. Well, you're... And if you think we will, you're sorely mistaken, Miss Masterson. This is, it's a little bit different than than the type of situations you've had to deal with, I'm, I'm sure. And it's probably just a, a wild bear, according to the mayor. Do you trust um, him? Um, he is a, a lovely man, and he cares very deeply for the people of this community. And Rosemary will lean in and kind of like, tap the table and say that that wasn't the question. <laughs> he is uh do you trust him? Why don't we go meet him and you can give me your read on on the man. I don't want to I don't want to to, to poison the well. And besides, I'm sure he would just be thrilled to meet you. That's a no. 
Yeah, Rosemary kind of like <laughs> leans back in her chair and like looks at the other girl. Cast a casual glance. Violet slips and... another piece of curried mousse down to Jerry. That's right. Give me some of this curry mousse into it. And and Arjun will, will come by and say so. How is it? Is it a um a, a proprietary recipe? Is there any way that I could try to replicate this in my own? Would you be able to to be willing to share your secret? Well, it just turns to Rosemary and says, Where are you gonna get moose in Brindlewood Bay? Don't worry about that. <laughs> I worry about you all the time. Well, uh, it's it's uh, an old family recipe. Well, the mousse is and the curry. I just combined them. Mm. Well, uh, you let me know if there's anything else I can do. I'm uh, closing up for the, the night recipe. shortly, so. Okay. That that was a polite no. I'll come back. Yeah, that it'll be. Good. We don't get many people from uh, from the states in here, so and, and we don't go often back. have curried mousse this good. Oh, good. I'm I'm glad. And he'll head back into the kitchen. You can hear some like you know, <clears throat> washing up sounds. And uh, Robin will put her hands down on the table and say, "Well, if you ladies are done, uh, why don't we?" I'll take you to the town hall and you can you can meet the mayor. I'm sure he's there. He's always there. Doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of other places to be here. Ugh. It is uh it's a quiet town, which is exactly why I chose it. And why I figured it would be good for you. Get away from all the press and noise and Murder. Sorry. I tried. Yeah. Well, it could just kind of like thousand yard stairs for a moment. <laughs> well, once we get back to my house, you don't have to think about this for one more minute. We are stocked up from now until 2023, and we have all the things you could need there except for curried mousse and Arjun. For now, I'm actually winks at Robin. Ooh, maybe we can get it to go plate. Uh, certainly, yeah. Uh, and she'll arrange that, and Arjun will come by with with little uh, reusable containers for it. And uh, so back out in the car, she will say, "I have to admit, as well as." hoping you'd get a bit of a break. I had ulterior motives for inviting you up here that weren't solving the mysterious disappearances and possibly deaths of this town. Oh, oh okay. Do you need help writing your next book? Because we would be more than happy to share any sort of insight or um, information that we might have. So it's kind of been a, it's a little bit of a secret but i've always kind of wanted to provide some input into you know maybe um 
any feedback we could give to to help in your next book because while they, they are great they are masterpieces we've always kind of like talked about like what kind of things that we would put in the book you know well because we read all of them actually yes i'm actually wondering if i could talk to the three of you about having characters based on your club in my next book and maxine will just go really oh (laughs) robin i had you you inspired me to to write about a, a group of ladies inspired by a book club to solve mysteries in their small town what can i say would this be in the realm of Amanda Delacour as well, or is it going to be in our own standalone series? Also, if you were to do this, we would need um, um, what what's it called? Uh, royalties? Or will we be receiving royalties? From this? Uh, 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 well, uh... Violet just like puts an arm on her shoulder. My husband has always said if you were to be involved in business, make sure the money is correct. Forgive oh. us. She's a little... She's the one my track mind sometimes. Can you tell us more about what exactly you're planning? Oh, well, just to... I'm thinking a, a three-book series about ladies in, in the same world as Amanda Delacour, but not inspired by books on her, of course, because that would be a little too Stephen King, if you get what I mean. But and I do not use that much cocaine anymore. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Maxie just shoots Rosemary a look. It's like, <laughs> <sorry>, what? <laughs> and she will start driving to uh, the Back to the town hall and stop the car and you can see some lights inside and as you go inside um what do you see in that indicates that the space is designed to be a community refri- refuge from the oppressive darkness of winter fire pit And that's at the town hall? Yes. Sure. The big old community fire pit. For bonfires. I feel like that's unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> Why? A, an indoor bonfire? Not indoor, like it's outdoor. A- Duh, outdoor. <laughs> I, I was thinking like like an indoor fireplace in like a, a lowered area with lots of seating and stuff around. I guess we can do that too. <laughs> Sounds quite lovely actually. Like a ski lodge. Yeah. Yeah.
I think there's a lot of like um like those little like oil lamps, you know? Um, like kind of like lined up like in like oil lamp sconces uh on the wall mm. just to kind of have that sort of like homey warm lighting in there. The ambiance. Yeah, and like I think maybe like uh like different this town's really small. I was gonna say maybe maybe like different like local businesses and stuff like pay to sponsor like quote unquote sponsor light like put their little their names mm-hmm. under a lamp mm-hmm. um, like on a little like in a little plaque kind of thing and individuals can do it too to just like mm-hmm. just like a kind of symbol that like the community keeps these lights burning. Cool, cute. I think there's lots of like art inside that is like sun themed. So they have like tapestries of sunrise and like little art things of the sun and everything just sort of like it's not actually there but you can go inside and pretend right out and uh so in the uh the town hall like you can see it's more like like a community center there is a communal kitchen there's a small library there's lots of spaces for people to sit and hang out and a little like gym area and a big area that could easily like accommodate a dance floor and uh, or could be turned into a dance floor and there's also a couple of offices along the back wall with like a, a not full walls but just halfway up to the ceiling and um, as you enter you hear uh, someone get up from, you hear a chair scrape and a head peeks out and it's a, he's a middle-aged man with long black hair in a, like a tight, like knot at the back of his head. And he is wearing a seal skin vest and he sees Robin and he sees you and he breaks into a smile and says, Robin, so good to see you. So good to see you and he'll just walk over and give robin a big hug and robin's like hi george and he'll turn to each of you in turn with a hand extended to shake and hi i'm i'm george is he handsome um he's not unattractive but uh he's not like he's not not conventionally hottie. Yeah. So garbage. Got it. Oh wow. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not interested. We elitist over here. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, it seemed like like Rosemary was kind of into someone who looked like half of a seal. So never said that. Nope. 
You chose he, him for your nope. romance. Nope. Nope. Mask nope. So he, that was a gesture from him. Rosemary. But that's not no what. That's that. not what the crown is for. But that's just like it was just like something that happened. It's not like Rosemary asked mm-hmm. for those flowers. He sent them. And that's all that happened. Yeah, we're we're gonna. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he is a jovial man. He introduces himself as George, and Robin has to fill in that he is George Kasugic, the town mayor. And he'll say, oh, "It's so nice to meet friends of Robin's. I'm really glad you uh, you got up and or you got." into town before the blizzard and you know it's not going to get easier to fly in oh you're expecting a blizzard well it's a day that ends in y so pretty much there yeah uh can i uh help you with it do you want to have you at dinner we can do you do you want dinner Robin's like, oh, we have, we, we'll get, we'll get dinner at, at my house. It's okay. I have something planned for tonight. It's our first night. George, oh, of course, of course. But uh, tomorrow, come, come on down. I'll, I'll make you some dinner. Can you make curried mousse? Uh, I cannot, but I'm sure Arjun wouldn't mind helping. And uh, Robin will say that. Uh, you know, but they'll think about it and say, and are you, uh, are you thinking of sticking around in town or? Oh, merely visiting. It's, it's lovely so far, but I'm not sure the, the. He looks around at all the suns and is like, I think I'm a bit more of a Southern person, but it is a beautiful place so far. Oh, well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying your stay. And just, you know, we are, uh, we're a tight knit little community up here. We're always happy to have new people join and, uh, you know, build out the, the Asterton family. If you ever decide for a change of scenery, the scenery is pretty nice up here when you can see it. When there aren't blizzards. Or pitch darkness. You get used to it. And it makes you appreciate the sun all that much more. But Violet just has like, she, she feels a little bit of reticence around George because he just seems too friendly. And she's just like a little suspicious of this vibe. Like it feels like almost like a disingenuous friendly. So she just like, just a little careful. Robin will say, well, I just wanted to, uh, to show the ladies around and, and introduce them to, to the town. I'm sure you won't be seeing too much of us. Uh, we'll be, you know, having uh, a grand old time up at my girl, house. Girl talk. We'll be doing girl talk. Violet just sort of tries to interject something. We'll try not to disappear on you, and then she'll uh, 
Rosemary will wink at the mayor. And the mayor will go, uh, dis, uh, oh, I, uh, Robin must have told you about our, our current, uh, our current concerns. She mentioned it. When is like, well, Rosemary brought it up. She can do the talking now. Well, I have it. Uh, bears get in town, and and <clears throat> sometimes you just can't predict what they're going to do. Despite how cuddly and and soft they might look, they will soon as they will take your head off. Soon as look at you. Dangerous, dangerous things. We try to. And what kind uh, of bears are these? Black oh. bears, brown bears, polar bears, panda bears. Well, we have Violet grizzlies. Looks at rosemary and mouse. Bears. bears. <laughs> <laughs> we we have grizzlies primarily, but every now and again, a a, a polar bear will will wander down south. And those are not to be messed with. No, sir. Those are oof. Every couple of years, we'll we'll lose a resident to a bear. It's always always a tragedy. Such a tragedy. I understand the bears are just doing what bears do, but oh, it's so sad and messy. I'm sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, uh, I do hope you enjoy your time, and, and please let me know if uh, if you want to come for dinner. Uh, you are always welcome here in our little town hall, or even back in my house. I, I love having guests. Thank you for the invitation. Mm -hmm. Well, and as you are leaving, uh, a another woman walks in and she's a uh, not as old as as uh robin but she is an older woman probably uh late 40s long silver hair and she kind of starts when she sees all of you and goes oh i'm sorry and she starts to turn around and robin's like Nana, Nana, you can stay. You don't have to leave. And the woman turns back and says, Oh, oh thank you. Yes, okay. Uh, yes, hello. Hello, Robin. So good to see you. And Robin goes, Yes, Nana, nice to see you too. And George says, Actually, uh, Robin, can I talk to you in my office? for a few minutes. Is that okay? And Robin says, uh, ladies, I'll be right back. And she kind of toddles off with, with George and the silver haired woman approaches and goes, oh, you're Robin's friends. Hmm? You're just... not coming through. Uh, wait, I'm not? You are now. I didn't change anything. Okay. Uh, Maxine, you picking up like when you start talking. Mm. Uh, Maxine nods and says, uh, "That we are. We're 
you know, guests for for now just visiting visiting the the town, getting away from, oh, you know, the hustle and bustle of the rest of, uh, you know, things in the states. Oh, of course, of course. And what what is it you do in the states? Uh well, we're all, we're retired, although you wouldn't know it. Oh, uh, chuckles. Oh. Oh, yes, you know, um, you know, this is a small town, and sometimes, as you know, in small towns, you just get involved in things, and it gets messy. Mm-hmm. She kind of narrows her eyes and she goes, you're the murder mavens, aren't you? Some well, people know us by that. Mutters, oh boy. Oh, that's, that's so exciting. I'm, I'm Nana Capcha. Uh, I'm not actually grandmother. Uh, I, uh, I teach middle school. Neither am I. Here in Asterton. It is That's such a lovely. pleasure to meet you. Yeah, it's, it's, you it is well. lovely. I uh, am actually a writer, too. Uh, we have a bit of professional rivalry, me and, and Robin. Oh, really? Are you published? <laughs> I was about Not... to ask if you have heard of any of her work. Not yet, no. Uh, but uh, I am the town storyteller, so telling stories is is my business. Do you know the story about the disappearing people? Oh, uh, well, of course, yes. Who doesn't? Us. <laughs> oh, oh, of course. Oh, silly but we're me, interested in learning more. Right. Uh, well, share that is. Of course, and she'll kind of usher you to the the fire pit, and Intel. She'll sit down. And she'll say, "Well, I know the mayor wants you wants us all to believe that it's a bear, but I've been here all my life. I know bears. This is no bear. What kind of bear doesn't leave a body or even blood." Maybe no. it's a very smart bear. Oh. No, they're growing more intelligent. Evolution is a magical thing, but well. And she'll look around and she'll say, I believe, ladies, that we have a serial killer. And what makes you believe that? Well, it started with pets, and that's what they say. Serial killers start by killing pets. They took George's cat, it took Janet's dog, and uh, Gary's dog, and a couple other people's pets. And you know what they say, they always start out killing animals, and then, then started taking people. Obviously the serial killer was getting more bold. Did these people have anything in common? They lived here. And they I mean, all we pets. all have things in common. 
This is not a big town. We know each other usually most of our lives, except for outsiders like Robin and Arjun. And guests from America. Right. Uh, so as, as in, well, did they have anything in common as in physical characteristics or age, you know, things like that? Oh, uh, well, no, nothing, nothing like that other than all being indigenous or, well, except for Jer, uh, not Jerry. Uh, uh, They're already coming for you, Jerry. Why is it so hard to come up with a name on the fly? Except for, for Wes. Default to Bob. Wes was, was white. Uh, hmm. No, nothing, nothing particularly in common. But uh, I believe it's either a serial killer or maybe a werewolf. Oh, a werewolf. Well, that's what you would call them, yes. And and why is that what you're jumping to as a as as a as your hypothesis? We've We've been here for a very long time, Ms. Maven, and we have our own experiences with the world. Things aren't as straightforward. Yes. Who would be the werewolf then? Oh, that's not for me to guess, but I would probably look at Gary. He's... He's a strange man, very smart, very smart. But do we really need a cab driver in town? I don't think we need a cab driver in town. And he's always mm. by himself. He doesn't really take part in the, you know, the community. Just him and, and that one dog. He's really close to that one dog. It's weird. Mm. Sounds like a werewolf to me. Or maybe a ghost. Right. But anyway, ladies, did you hear about Robin's latest book? She mentioned a little bit, but she was scant on details. Well, I heard that sales are down. That's why you're here. She's hoping to capitalize on your fame. I would never do something like that. And she pulls out a little notebook and she goes, so tell me about you. <laughs> what do you want to know? Oh, you know, what it's like solving mysteries in your, your Bundlewood Bray. Well, um, it started a long time ago. Um, growing I've up, seen in... we'll just wander off as soon as Rosemary starts. <laughs> no, knowing Rosemary has this. A long time ago, 
um, in Brundlewood Bay. Just, like looking between Maxine and Rosemary, like what? What do I do? Right. Um, a long, long time ago, from the long lineage of women in Brundlewood Bay, um, my mother actually she was a murder maven, um, and she oh. would pass down stories of the, the, <laughs> the stories of the the long mysteries that happened over time, and no one ever really um, raised an eyebrow at all of these mysterious things that happened, but. So it was the mavens who would come in the 11th hour and save the day. Just again, um, so you recall those, those terrible, those Salem witch trials. It's speculated that those women were possibly mavens, but nothing's been confirmed just yet. But, um, you know, the mavens, again, have a, have a long history of protecting Brundlewood Bay and... Um, Uh, she keeps going. Uh, <laughs> Violet, but she's bullshitting completely. Over, over to Maxine. And uh, I think it's now that, that Robin exits the office and goes, oh, Nana, what, uh, what are you filling? What nonsense are you filling their heads with now? Nana says, Not, no nonsense, Robin. Just getting to know the ladies. It's like, mm-hmm. Ladies, <laughs> shall we? Yes, please. Yes. Right. Unknown, it was very nice meeting you, dear. Free me. It's just like trailing under the surface of Violet's words. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, and she will, yeah, Nana will, will give Robin kind of like a, like a facetious little friendly smile. And then uh, say, well, it was nice meeting you ladies. I hope we get to talk again soon. Yes, you as well. Be happy to tell you about the, tell you more about the long history of the murder mavens. When you're back in the car, Robin goes, oh no, she was trying to interview, wasn't, interview you, wasn't she? She was. Only a little bit. Yes. The woman is shameless. Terrible, terrible gossip. And middling writer. Do you believe that there are werewolves here? Werewolves? Oh. Is that what she's telling you? I mean, yeah, she mentioned shouldn't rule it out. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, suspicious of a Gary, I guess. Oh, Gary White. Oh, he's harmless. Just he's actually, uh, and she'll kind of look down through the window and squint in the darkness and she'll he's he's right there actually do you want to uh should i introduce you maxine will sort of giggle never met a werewolf before and well jj will... was a little hairy 
I wouldn't call him a werewolf. She will point as you are driving past to the doghouse, and uh, there is a large man walking towards a another truck, and this truck is painted kind of sickly yellow, but uh, yellow and has a, a checkerboard pattern around the 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 car wheel wells and uh she'll pull up and roll down the window and say gary how are you doing and gary will will look up and he has thick glasses and will push them up the bridge of his nose and look and go oh miss masterson i'm well i'm tired and my back hurts how are you say oh oh just fine gary i'm just showing my friends around town this my these are my friends rosemary maxine and violet and and jerry and he'll look through the car window and give like a little a little wave and, and say i i don't see a jerry violet just like it's like the the like hello he's right there motion <laughs> oh oh i'm sorry i didn't see your dog there that's lovely hi jerry and he said jerry would you like to meet rufus would jerry like to meet rufus jerry like kind of like perks up this little like ear perk thing and violet is 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 rufus friendly Oh, very friendly. She is, she's just, she's great. And Robin will say, yeah, she's, she's very friendly. And uh, if you let Jerry out, uh, Gary will walk back into the doghouse and open the door again in a, a gray and shaggy uh, Husky will come bounding out and she has mm -hmm. really striking blue eyes. And as soon as she sees Jerry, she will do the play bow and the tails whipping <laughs> back and forth. And Gary is just looking on with a, a big smile. Mm -hmm. And uh, Robin will say, Gary, have you talked to Nana lately? Gary says, no, why would I talk to Nana? Say, well, she's telling people you're a werewolf. <laughs> he said, oh, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> She'll say, yes, but that's Nana. I'll say, yes, I'm, I'm not a werewolf. It's no. I didn't. I didn't think you were, dear. I say okay. Just, just thought I'd clear it up. Not a werewolf, but I've seen some things around town. Werewolves? No werewolves. No, hmm. no werewolves. I'll keep my eye out. What kind of things? Oh, we. It's gets weird up north 
and he will look at you and and say okay i should get going uh rufus rufus and rufus will come bounding back over and so you should make sure you uh you keep your dog close don't don't let him wander off yeah i've i've heard thank you and uh bye rufus it was nice to meet you rufus will let out a wolf and he'll he'll say yeah might be a werewolf it's not me though mm-hmm. violet uh just kind of grabs onto Jerry's harness and nods and just says, right. Thank you. And ushers back into the car. And as the door shuts, you hear a scream ring out in the night. And Gary turns and Robin turns and Gary looks back and says, I told you it wasn't me. Mm. And Robin goes, Oh, shush, get get in your car. I'll go see what's up. What's up? Gary will obey and call Rufus into the, the cab. And Robin will turn the car around and start driving back toward town hall, where people are starting to leave the building and, and looking around trying to find the source of the scream. And uh, you'll see the mayor running up the street in the snow. He's not wearing a coat. And Nana's not far behind. Everyone's coming out of their their buildings with flashlights and, and all that and trying to see what's what the commotion is. And as Robin, uh, Robin will stop the car and she'll say, leave, leave Jerry in the cab, but let's go. Let's go on foot. And... Mm-hmm. She'll lead you out and a little bit up from town hall at one of the houses, uh, there is a pool of blood in the snow and what looks like evidence of a scuffle of some kind, blood spattered on the snow, blood spattered on the side of the house and large inhuman footprints in the snow leading off into the darkness and the mayor will look at everyone gathered and say okay everyone time to get home get home close your doors lock your doors we'll uh we'll meet tomorrow when the sun's up meet in town hall and we'll discuss this figure out who's missing everybody get home someone will call to check in And Robin will will look at the three of you and say, "You heard the man. Let's let's get going." Are we not going to investigate? Uh, I didn't invite you up here to solve solve any murders. Is it? But now that you're here, this would probably be a walk in the park compared to that uh, adventure in Boston. No death cults up here, probably. Well, you'd be surprised. They pop up everywhere when you're out looking. They're like mushrooms. Like roaches. That too. Broach, roaches and mushrooms. Hmm. Well, if you're going to it's pop around. a delicacy somewhere. 
if you're going to poke around, I'll distract George. And she'll, she'll walk up to George and kind of turn him away and say, George, who, who could this be? What, what's happened? And I'll say, I don't, I don't know. In. I need to call everyone and, and start putting out feelers. And, oh, gosh, not again. What do you very right. much notice where you've been there because of footprints in the snow? Wouldn't Weber? Wouldn't he notice that we were there at the crime scene because we'll leave footprints in the snow? Probably, mm. but he's not looking right now. Mm. So, what are you doing? Guess we're going to go look. Okay, uh, you're just, so there's a you're blood just looking stain, around right? the footprints. Like, is there a body, or is there just the blood stain and the footprints and the? There's just batter? a blood stain and footprints. Um, is there anything we can? You said the the footprints are like kind of not human looking. They are not like human how big are they? They are big, like big, dinner plate. Big, like, oh. Somebody got dinner plates on. Like what kind? Like are they like bear shaped, dog shaped, human shaped? I don't bird know. Shaped? They're large inhuman footprints. Okay. You don't want me to define that for you. Mm. <laughs> How much? How are you investigating there? here? How much blood? Mm. Uh, yeah, how much lot. blood? A lot of blood. Hmm. By the in the snow in this area, does it seem like there was a struggle? Yes. Tell that there was a struggle. Nobody. Nobody. A lot of blood. Inhuman footprints. Are blood, those all clues? Heading off into the darkness. Blood spatter on the side of a house, you said? Yep, like it was a violent attack, whatever happened here. And do we, can we look around and like see whose house it is? Was there like a name on the... There, there's not a name box? on the house. No. Also, do the, does the blood or the footprints, um, do they lead somewhere? That sounds like a metal. Uh, let's yes. meddle with reason. Not me. No. Does anybody else I, want to oh, do you it? wanted to do this? But we're all here. <laughs> you just asked the question. I know, but my reason is zero. Um, How are you uh, investigating this? How are you? You got your phone light on, footprints, or yeah, just I mean, a casual. Oh, excuse me. Like using um, a flashlight phone to like just look and see, like where the footprints are going or where the blood trail is going, and. She's not going to go down that path, but she's going to just check to see if there actually is a path or if it, in what direction it's going in. 
that is a good thing. So please roll two for a medal on with your reason. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a an item you think you can use to enhance and get an advantage. I don't think so. All right, then 2d6. I'm thinking like, <laughs> what can I argue for? But I can't argue for any of that. Uh, <laughs> you could say that, what, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to see where the trail leads? Or... Did we establish that there was a trail? Yes, they are. Leading off into the dark. Yeah. Yep. So what is your goal right now that you're rolling for? Oh, you got a 10. I did get a 10. Okay. So you're good. All right. So give you... me a clue. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, 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 gimme. You find animal footprints in the snow that slowly morph into human prints before suddenly disappearing. Werewolves. Robin will will suddenly come back and, and put a hand on on your arm, Rosary, and say, "We we got to go. The mayor uh, the mayor is insisting we should go." I think we've got werewolves. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Let's let's talk about it back in my house. And she will bundle you all back in the car and drive off down the road into the dark. Let's take a five minute break here and then we'll resume back at Robin's house. Werewolves. 